Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Everyone, Lawrence Patchman Lang here, bringing into you Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network for Game Four, top of the eight. What's going on, everyone? Bill Murphy here, Mark Oldotsky Halpern joining in. I'm Danny Boy Reginald. What's going on, folks? I am doing B E A beautiful. Thank you for asking. I'm doing well. I'm still alive, which is a good thing. We have a great rundown for you tonight. We have. The wild week of what was the MLB trade deadline. We have to talk about Simone Biles and what is going on with her. And then, hey, it's finally back. We're going to talk a little bit of football with the upcoming Hall of Fame game and Hall of Fame ceremony this weekend. And then also we're going to end with the NBA and the NBA free agency and trades. But, hey, let's jump right into it. We had... The trade deadline here this past Friday on July 30th. We're recording on August 2nd. And I will say it was a wild and interesting trade deadline. What do you guys think? There were a lot of surprises from many different teams. Winners definitely are the Dodgers on the big trade with Scherzer and Turner. Other teams, Yankees, Mets, even small little pickups from Atlanta. All nice to see. I think if you're a Cubs or a Nats fan, I don't think the trade deadline was that great. But sorry, Patchy. Anyway, I think the I think the Yankees made some good pickups with Rizzo and Gallo. Rizzo, his first couple games have been on fire. Gallo, I'm waiting to see. And also Chris Bryant hit a home run today, who just got tra- who recently just got traded to San Francisco. But um you know, there is something I'm really concerned about with Rizzo, and this was something we talked about last week when we were talking about the Yankees possibly getting Trevor's story, and that is Rizzo's a free agent at the end of the year. So is he just going to be another rental? That's the problem. In this case, I would think so. Sorry, Patrick. You're not here. You're fine. You're fine. I would think that all they're going to get out of Rizzo is a, is a few months rental, rental with uh, Voight will be back. Plus, there's some names in free agency. I don't think Rizzo stays in New York. I think. He- well, that's well. Here's the thing, though, because there's been talk that are they going to let go of Voight if Rizzo, you know, no. And like, here's the thing: if they want Rizzo in New York, Mr. Cashman and Mr. Steinbrenner better go to Rizzo's door with a big ass blank check and say, "Name your price." Do you really need Anthony Rizzo on the team along with Joey Gallo? No, I agree with you. Like they they better give him a big ass blank check. And if Brian and Hal, if they say if Anthony Rizzo says I want sixty million dollars a year and one dinner a month of Peter Lucas, you better freaking give it to him. Well, to go back on that, why 
once again, why do you need Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo? You guys kind of wasted your trade deadline, wasting it on bats instead of pitching. You guys could have had an option to go out and get Max Scherzer. You didn't. You passed on him, and then he went off with Trey Turner to L.A. Yeah, because you and I were talking about this the other night. Yeah, it's the Yankees have the bats. And, okay, yes, the bats can be inconsistent at times and also great at the same time. The day, the time, and where they're playing. But you guys, like I said, you messed around at the trade deadline, and I think you acquired one pitcher at the trade deadline, if not two, if I'm not mistaken. One, one young pitcher for the Yankees. The Yankees gave away too much in the Joey Gallo trade, in my opinion. I mean, I don't agree with you. Joey Gallo, not a better than a 245, 250 hitter. He'll hit you 20 to 30 home runs, 70 to 80 RBIs. But I'm sorry. I mean, he's perfect for Yankee Stadium. But I think giving up uh, Josh Smith, the number 14 prospect, plus four others, big mistake. But also, Patch, um, I kind of agree with you. They should have gone for pitching. They could have gone for Scherzer. They could have gone for Barrios. Barrios would never be coming to the Yankees, number one, because the Twins are not going to trade him over to the ALE. When it came to Scherzer, I think the Yankees realized the fact that he's going to the Dodgers. He's a free agent at the end of the season and can do what he wants. So if they're going to sign him, they're going to sign him at the end of the tour. The only thing I will say about this is, I mean, first of all, I agree that maybe the amount of prospects they gave up might have been a little too much. But keep in mind, Yankees aren't paying Rizzo right now. I don't think they're paying Gallo either. Uh, with the Heaney, it was Andrew Heaney. Is that that yes. the guy they got from the Angels? Who yes. is, but by the way, blowing it right now against the Orioles. He's awful. But um, I don't think they're paying him either. So thinking about it that way, now I was hoping that they would use the money that they saved to get the picture that they needed. They did it. Uh, but with that being said, it's not a huge deal because we're seeing great outings from Jordan Montgomery. All of a sudden, in the last 10 games, we're seeing Jamison Tyone pitch out of his mind. And then the bats, it's literally, you saw how Anthony Rizzo played over the weekend against the Marlins. He was terrific. He had two home runs in two games and then gets a game-tying signal and stuff. So, I mean... Yeah, long term, it probably is not going to be, you know, good. But for right now, for what the Yankees need, especially with the lefty bats, the Yankees could use a lot of the lefty bat right now, because especially that short porch at Yankee Stadium, you know, you got to take advantage of that. So I'm actually thrilled with the trade deadline. I do wish though they would have gotten. I mean, they got pitching help, but like I said, right now it's kind of blowing it. Uh, but. You know, I wish a better pitcher would have been out there. I mean, I would have liked Barrios. I mean, it's a, that would have been a good move, but I don't think they were willing to do that. Dan brings up a good point that the Cubs are picking up a lot from not just Anthony Rizzo. They're paying he's paying them to play. The Cubs are paying Anthony to play in New York. Same thing with uh, Bryant. Bryant's contract, they're paying close to $10 million of, and they lost a lot when they traded with the Mets with to get Javi Baez over to New York. Javi Baez is going to stay and on stay on a little bit less than what he wants, and that's going to be to play with Lindor, and he's not going anywhere. So the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers. Nats, you know, my, my team that I root for, you know what? I was upset 
because I saw my World Series team just get depleted out. It was like, as I was telling my friends, and that's like, hey, you can have anyone besides Steven Strasburg. That's what happened. We saw Scherzer and Turner head out to L.A. Schwarber went to Boston. Let, let's clean house, rebuild. And you know what? There is nothing wrong, wrong with that. Josh Harrison went to the A's. You know what? Time for a rebuild. You know what? Hopefully it's good for the Nats, and hopefully we can come back stronger next year because I will say at this time, I cannot see them even getting a lot. I really think the Nat people are really underestimating both the Cubs and the Nationals because both front offices have good people running and they know what they're doing. They're picking up a lot of good prospects. I mean, maybe not the top prospects in baseball, but they're picking up prospects and they could rebuild easily. You just got to give them some time. It may take a couple of years, but you got to give them some time. And I think that. These are good moves, especially for teams that struggle. Like this is the second straight year that we're seeing the Nationals struggle all year long. I mean, yeah, streaks here and there where they won a few games and showed some potential, but nothing that really materialized into a big thing. In other words, they're kind of frauds. So Mike Rizzo and the Nationals, they're saying, okay, well, we're not going to be frauds anymore. We're going to build a team and be a real contender. And they were smart. The smartest thing that they've done was they kept Juan Soto, they kept Strasburg, because those are the two main people that you have to protect. Well, 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 well Strasburg was shut down for the year, too. So. Fair, but but yeah. they also could have just gotten rid of it. They could. Like, but, hey, what, out of the Dodger trade, they got the number one and number two prospects from the Dodgers. So. Kyber Ruiz was a nice pickup. I like him. He's a good prospect going through the uh, support system. So the so the Nets, I think, won a little bit the trade deadline. Granted, they cleaned house, but hey, in return, they get a prospect too. Do we see this as being a problem for certain clubs? With everything happening with COVID, they're thinking they're not going to be able to afford their team, so they might as well get what they need to get now. I agree with that because un- un- unless you're like 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 unless you're like the Yankees, the Mets. The Dodgers, the Red Sox, like you're a big, a big market team, where you're bringing in profits still somehow. If you're like, let's say, like the Marlins, the Rays, the Brewers, to throw them in the mix there, where they're a more low value market team, where they're not bringing in as much revenue because people are not going to the games, and also still because of maybe COVID protocol and all this, that could affect them because they're not, they're not able to go out. And let's say, hey, get a Max Scherzer, maybe on a two-year deal for maybe thirty million. It's not going to happen. You're going to see Max Scherzer go, maybe, maybe go back to the Nationals, or maybe go to the Yankees for a two-year contract worth a hundred million, or maybe ninety million. You're, you're, if you're going to sign Max Scherzer, you got to pay Max Scherzer. You're listening to the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Make sure to like us on Facebook by searching SIN Sports Insanity Podcast. And also follow us on Twitter by searching at SIN Sports Insane. All right, moving on. The more serious note is what's going on with Simone Biles. And Dan, I want you to jump in. Well, I mean, I, I've been talking about, I talked about this on the last show. I did a post record, and this was mentioned about Simone Biles. Since then, drop since dropping out of the team event, 
and the individual all around. She's dropped out of maybe two or three other events, um, which is, and obviously the reason is because of her mental health. She's trying to take care of that. And she was just announced earlier this week that she will compete in the beam, the balance beam, I believe. She said she will return to do that. So I'm grateful that she is finally recovered to a point where she can do that. But having to watch that happen, I want to hear what you folks have to say. Is just, it was just hard to watch. You know, tough for, especially an Olympic athlete who's already won so many championships. I mean, she, I think she has like 27 total gold medals in world events she's a celebrated athlete so she's already won so many and the fact that the pressure just got to her is just it it sucks to watch and another thing before i listen to what everyone else has to say and i don't know how true this is and obviously she's been very open about her adhd and stuff but apparently in japan the ADHD medication that you that she has been taking pretty much her entire life has been banned. Yeah, I got it for her. And I don't know if that may have affected her. I mean, I don't know if there's like an exemption for the Olympics and stuff because you know Olympics may have like certain rules and stuff. But imagine if you've been taking this medication; it's supposed to help you focus, and you can't take it because the Japanese government says this is banned. That has an effect. All right, folks, I want to hear what you folks have to say. I've said so much about it already, um, but uh, you, you folks, uh, take it away. Start with uh, Mark Golub, Sky Helper. So listening over the, you know, when I heard that Simone Biles dropped out, I was I was as taken back as anybody when I saw that news come across, and I immediately went online to find out what happened, and then learning what it curtailed and uh, the mental stress of what's going on over there is you can't compare it to what we're we're doing here there is a lot of things like dan said her medication that she uses is banned that is a very big case and the ioc has no jurisdiction when it comes to medications except for steroids i'm glad to see she's coming back for the beam tonight uh sorry tomorrow night i apologize it's tuesday night i'm glad she's gonna compete nobody has to tell me she's the best after watching her for so many years She's proven herself. She has a, a move named after her. What more can I say? I'm going to throw this over to Bill. I'm going to be honest, and I'm sorry, mine's going to be a little more. I'm going to dig in a little deeper here. First, I want to say, just on the whole thing in general, I am glad to see some of the, a lot of the support Simone Biles has gotten, especially from Michael Phelps, and I'm not his biggest fan, but Rory McIlroy. As someone who has dealt with mental health issues, I overall praise her, like, you know, from my own personal standpoint. Like, good that she's taking care of her, that she decided to take care of her mental health because i believe a healthy mind equals a healthy body but i'm glad she's gonna be back on the bean tonight and i think the i i think japan banning the medication that she takes for adhd i think that's i think that's ridiculous like i think maybe she could have got maybe she should have tried to get like an exception or something again this is like probably a country's rule from like way back when so like I don't I don't want it to say it was just for the Olympics. I'm just saying this could have been placed years and years ago. Correct. Because you know I think she should have gotten an exemption because I personally know people who have ADHD. As sure as we probably all do, I know people who do have it. 
And when they're off their meds, they're freaking bouncing off the wall. Cannot focus. It's like giving a five-year-old six bars of candy, a full cake, and a six-pack of Coca-Cola. And they can focus. And, and, you know, I think if she desperately needs that, I think there should have been an exemption. I want to slam some of the people who bashed her because have you guys noticed, like, some of the bashing she's been getting, like, from conservative commentator Charlie Kirk? Yes. And, um, yeah, Charlie, he can go do something Charlie, I can't Charlie say Charlie Kirk, who called her a sociopath, which was kind of outrageous. That was... That, that was, was ridiculous. That was stupid beyond belief. And say that she was being selfish. You know what, Charlie Kirk? Why don't you try doing what she does? You try doing it. I was also talking to a neighbor of mine yesterday who said, well, that's her job to be under pressure. I don't feel sorry for her. How come all okay, all these people? And like, listen, I don't know what it's like to be in her position. And I'm sure none of us can speak for her. Because we don't know what it's like to be in that position when you're basically the face of the Olympics and you have all this pressure on you. Like, I guarantee you, if any of those people who are bashing her were in her position, they'd be crapping her pants. They'd be crapping their pants. Not only pressure, you know, to be in the Olympics, to be, you know, on the eyes of all people. You're, you're, you're trying to succeed and win. And people have so many expectations to, for you to win. So it's... It's it's pretty. It can be a lot on an Olympic athlete, Bill. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, just to go off of your people who are bashing her, especially those who are in conservative media. I just wanted to tell you this, and I mean this with respect. Take your political ideology, whatever you have up in here. Toss out the window. Be human being for once. Like, I, I don't want to hear, well, this is a leftist narrative coming from people that she's a hero and, you know, she uh, she is the the example of athletes everywhere. I was like, no, no, no. Well, no one's calling her a hero. One but what we are saying is that she was courageous enough to take a step back to take care of herself. And if that inspires people, inspires people. Who cares? I think the thing is, Reg, is, you know, we as a society, we like to see athletes play through pain. When we saw Michael Jordan play through the 1997 NBA Finals with the flu, what we saw Tiger Woods win in the U.S. Open on a broken leg, we, we tend to praise that. And don't get me wrong, I think resilience should be absolutely praised, but... I think the problem, and this isn't a sports problem, this is more of a societal issue. We see people who maybe step out and say, you know what, maybe I can't do this. We as a society see that as a sign of weakness. And, and, but, and you know what, it's anything, I think that's a sign of strength. What people need to understand is these are different times. You know, we live in a world where, you know, the reason why someone like a Michael Jordan was able to play sick in the NBA Finals or why Tiger Woods was able to play tournament with whatever broken leg that he had is probably because there was no one with all this media coverage that we have today 
that was able to pinpoint everything. Like there's, it wasn't everything was all uploaded and stuff. It wasn't like that back in the day. So they can probably play through all the mental stuff and you know play through the pain. Nowadays, you can't really escape anything. So everywhere you go, you're all over the place. It's tough for athletes. That's why football is really yeah. the only sport with yeah, an up-to-date well. injury report. The only reason why, it's because it has to do with all the betting. When it comes down to a lot about sports lately, it's where you can gamble on what and what. And if you're not have accurate information, you can lose a lot of money. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network. Go crazy for new episodes of the Sports Insanity Podcast every week. Now available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get back to it, friends. And welcome to the bottom half of the eighth inning. And we're going to jump right into our next segment with what's going on in the NBA and free agency. And to go off the big news, the big news right now is the Lakers acquired Russell Westbrook. Big trade made by the Lakers picking up Westbrook. They traded away the same amount of players like they did when they traded Anthony for Anthony Davis. Um, you put the big three of Westbrook, Davis, and LeBron now in L.A. Um, Miami Heat have acquired Kyle Lowry, also about to sign Jimmy Butler to a max deal. So Miami's looking like the team to beat this year, the way things are going. And Lonzo Ball goes to the Chicago Bulls for four years, $85 million. Any other takes, gents? All I got to say is, wow. Good for Russ that he gets to go to a better team. Hopefully, and I mean, I just hope that they become a team because you know how it is. LeBron wants to win. That's pretty much his only goal every year, but there has to be some type of cohesion with that too. That's one thing that I praise about the Knicks all throughout the year. You know, the Knicks maybe maybe weren't the best team in the league, but they had great cohesion. They worked together every step of the way. So, when I hear a trade like this for Westbrook, like, fine, go to L.A. and try to win a championship. But if they're going to be feuding and they've been there's been feuds across the Lakers locker room lately. So if there's going to be a bunch of feuding going on here because they're trying to figure out, you know, who's who, like who takes over, who's the person i'm sure lebron wants to carry that team but you have so many good players there it's going to be going to be challenging so i i wish them luck i mean with that being said westbrook is a great player and will do everything to make sure that lakers team wins how do you think the team's going to be with lebron and westbrook together same me i i've never 
I, I, it's an interesting combo. It'll be interesting. It might turn into the Alaskan ball hops. Then gets that reference. Good on you. A bunch of other trades and uh, deals that have been made that were kind of surprising and not surprising. Alex Burks and Norris Noel will stay with the Knicks. The Burks part, I'm very happy about. I just wish I would have seen a little more oomph from the Knicks. But apparently teams wanted a lot more than what the Knicks were willing to give up, and that's okay. Because word out of Portland is Damian Lillard said if he is to be traded, he will go only to New York. What that's going to cost us Knicks fans, I don't know. Um Tim Hardaway Jr. resigns for four years, $72 million. He was the Nick. I mean, no offense to Tim Hardaway Jr. I liked your dad better. He invented the crossover and then Allen perfected it. But teams are paying out of the till for players this season. And I don't think we've seen the biggest moves yet. Danny? I mean, first of all, that Tim Hardaway Jr. contract – Great player. Overpay. Way overpaid. I thought the Knicks overpaid for him when they re-signed him. Remember when they re-signed him after that year? Yes. After he was gone with the Hawks for about some time, they would sign him back. I thought that was an overpay. This is still an overpay. So uh, I was I'm not shocked because you know he was good for Dallas. Like you got gotta give him, you know, credit. Like he played better with Dallas. So I'll give him that. Good for Lonzo, though. I like Lonzo ball. I don't think the Knicks wanted to deal with his father, so. Yeah, I mean. I still deal with his father. Yeah, and I think the trade, I think it makes more sense with Chicago. You know, that was a, that was an interesting signing trade, though. Yeah. For Lonzo ball. Um, Well, I mean, I know Derek Rose also re-signed. Yes, he did. Yes. Um. Which uh, that contract I also like, uh, but I'm just wondering, like, you know, especially with the, with the people that we're bringing in now, like, shouldn't the focus be growing, you know, those players instead of signing someone like Derek Rose to a three year contract? Oh. It, Derek, it, it's frustrating. Sorry, I'm, I'm just a little frustrated because I want, I want growth and youth and stuff. Something we don't see with Nick teams anymore. Yeah. It, it, it's normally with the Knicks, LA, Dallas, Miami. Those are the teams with money to spend. Right. And that's where you expect the players to go. But it looks like they're all flocking to Miami this year. Yeah. Now that DeMar Rosan has also been rumored to join Kyle Lowry in Miami with a sign and trade. Yeah, that's a player that I would have worn, DeMar DeRozan. Yes. Like, he would have been – that would have been a great addition to the Knicks. See, that, that's someone I would sign over Derrick Rose. That hmm. That's just me. I um, could see that, yes. So you wouldn't sign Derrick – you would have re-signed Derrick Rose, though, right? I mean, what I was saying was that it's okay, I'm okay with it. It's not a terrible deal. But I want someone that's younger than that's going to be here long term. Not that Derrick Rose is going to be here long term. Like he's still like in his early 30s. So he has a lot of time. But at the same time, like I also want longevity. And I'm not getting it out of Derrick Rose. I don't care how good he was last year. I'm not getting that out of him. So 
that's why I'm kind of like, but we'll deal with it. It's okay. It's not the worst. And I'm just glad that the Knicks are, they're not breaking up the team. I'm just glad that they're not doing anything catastrophic that could change the whole dynamic of the locker room. Because we had a good season this year and made it to the playoffs finally. So, right. Yeah. Well, maybe the Knicks will surprise us in the coming weeks. We will have to wait and see. Wait and see game. Yeah. I will say this Evan Fournier, four years, 70 million. Like, are you kidding me? That's a no. lot of money, damn. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, wow. That's what the Knicks are giving him. Oh. Four years, 78? Yes. It's ridiculous. So, don't, don't, if they don't get Damian Lillard, don't tell me they didn't have a lot of money. Right. Because they clearly do. You gotta love the distribution of stupid money. That's in all sports, by the way. Especially in basketball, where there's a salary cap. Yeah. Bring the salary cap to baseball. Yes, we do. We could do a whole thing on that. All right. So, to close out, we're going to finally be happy because coming this Thursday, from now until February, we have NFL football preseason here coming this Thursday with all of game game and Mark's Cowboys to kick it off. Well, welcome back to football, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, been waiting for this for a long time. Finally, this Thursday we have the traditional NHL, NHL, great NFL Hall of Fame game, and it's played between my Dallas Cowboys and against the rival Pittsburgh Steelers. What we will not see is one major starter play in this game. It'll all be backups. This is the first game. You're not going to see Big Ben come running out there. You're not going to get to see Dak Prescott or Zeke Elliott. This will all be number two and number threes. However, I am very happy to say that the guy who started out the number 88 in the Dallas Cowboy tradition made it famous. Drew Pearson has finally been nominated to the Hall of Fame and will go in as another Cowboy member. I am stoked for this. You know, there are other players going in, such as Calvin Johnson, you know, John Lynch, Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah, those are some names. Charles but come on, there. Drew Pearson. No. Over to oh, Patch. Oh, go ahead, Patchy. And also, hey, can't forget Packer legend Charles Woodson. I was leaving him for your for you for you to be able to say it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, um, you can't forget contributor Bill Nunn. I also want to ask um because I saw this meme today. How you said Peyton Manning finally going to the Hall of Fame? Are the Mannings the first family of football? No, just, what do you mean by that? Is there a first family of football? I mean, like I just saw I the mean, meme. I mean, baseball you have the Ripkins, the Griffies, whatever. But in football, I mean, got the Watts. You have the Watts. You have the Mannings. You have the Bennetts. I really don't think there was ever really a family before that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's really no family that really takes over and like runs the league. You know what I mean, Bill? 
yeah, I know what you mean. There's, it's not really that one family that could be like that could be like, yeah, this is the biggest family in football. They're gonna win the league. They're gonna win the league. It just doesn't. I don't know if that even exists. Yeah, sorry that sounded dumb. I just saw it online. I'm thinking, no, hmm. it's not dumb. I mean, I just, it's just interesting that people really think that. And I know it's probably a meme. So, you know, memes are, they, they make light of certain situations and stuff. But, but hey, the man has got four Super Bowl rings. So you cannot doubt or question that. Ah, Patch no, is giving me the, the roll finger. Keep in mind, Bill. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. Two of those rings were luck. Yes. And I don't want to hear that they were. And one of their wide receivers who caught that luck shot himself in the leg a week later. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, remember, those two catches don't happen. Eli Manning's career, what is it? Um, Manningham's catch on the sideline was just – that was eye-catching. But Tyrese catch, that ball hit the ground. I don't care. Ball hit the ground. Dez was a catch, that hit the ground. And that's still a debate for another day. Another NFL story, right? Yes. You know, this has to be one of the most idiotic things I have read recently. I was reading it today and I was and I thought it was stupid. If you didn't heard this people, apparently Bill's ownership, if they do not get their approval for a new stadium, they're gonna say, eh, fuck it. We're taking the Bills to Austin. Texas don't want you. Stay in New York. The Bills, I guess, are going to go down to Austin and become the Austin Bills. Or wherever part of Texas there was talks of. Oh, you know how many people are going to be pissed off if that happens? Stranger people teams have moved stranger places. You want to see Bills Mafia pissed off? Oh, God, no. All I know is Home Depot, Lowe's, all of them want to close down on Sundays to save their tables. (laughs) You think, um, let's see, what's an analogy I can use? He's a good analogy here that, that you can all come up. If you think Pedro Martinez throwing Don Zimmer to the ground was getting Yankee fans wild up, Bill's Mafia will amplify that 10 times. It'll be a slaughter. You will see a glowing red amber from space on the spot of New York that is Buffalo burning to the city, and it's not because the Sabres or Bills won the Stanley Cup or the Super Bowl. Right. will be that they've lost their beloved Bills. Why would you move why would you move the Bills out of Buffalo? That's like moving Green Bay out of that's like moving the Packers out of Green Bay. It's a it's a threat. It's they're trying to make it New York and the Buffalo area, Erie County, Niagara County, wherever they want to build a stadium. They're trying to uh, uh, reports saying they want to stay in Orchard Park. They're trying to get leverage because the stadium is going to cost over a billion dollars. Oh, it is. And that's a lot of money and fully taxpayer funded. Well, like, yeah, that's, that's a whole, it's a lot. So, I mean, it, to me, I feel like the state really should step in. And, and Cuomo said that he's committed to keeping the bills. I think they invested at least 130 million bucks from what I was reading now, not even close to being enough, but you know, <clears throat> still, I, I think there's a long way to go with that. And until then, they're just gonna have to keep wherever stadium they have. And 
you know, if you're really serious about moving, like, you, are you going to really take away decades of tradition out of that city? That's a good football city, Buffalo. Loyal too. Like, and you, you're just going to give that up so that you can have your own stadium. Like, yeah, come on, folks. Like, this is silly. This, this is going to be like when the um. This, this anger is going to be like when the Dodgers moved to Los Angeles back in like the late 50s, early 60s. Ten times more. That'll be ten times more. Because, you know, I know old Dodgers fans who are still pissed off at this to this day. Um, but, but anyway, um, I think this is ridiculous. I, I think they just need to do with the stadium what they got because – like we've been saying, if they said we're moving to Austin, Buffalo will be non-existent. If you remember, this is on a smaller scale. I don't know if you remember this. A couple years ago, um, there was a group that wanted to buy the Bills and move them to Toronto. And John Bon Jovi was actually a part of that group. And when people found out, a lot of Buffalo music stations refused to play any Bon Jovi music. In protest. Do you, do you think Bon Jovi cares? But what I'm saying is, if they reacted over something like that, a group that didn't even buy them yet, well, but, how would they react over, say, okay, we're moving? But, and that's the truth. That is the truth. I, I will, I, as a Jet fan, bring a team that doesn't play in the state, but represents the state and city. I am willing to go up to Buffalo. I'm willing to go to Albany, Buffalo, wherever they need me to go to and say, keep the bills in New York, keep the bills in Buffalo. Like, do you know how much it means to the state to have the bills? How much it means to Buffalo to have the bills? Like, it's just a good thing to have. Like, Buffalo doesn't have a lot to look forward to a lot. Especially now that they're gonna start blowing up that hockey team. I'm sorry. You gotta this is the best thing they got right now. And the Bills are good again. Yeah. Good again. Unfortunately, the Sabres. No offense, Moser, if you're listening to this, Sabres are a dumpster fire. Yeah. They're asking for one point five billion yeah. to build a new new stadium. If you look at when MetLife was built. It wasn't. I think it just broke one billion dollars, and that was a lot back then. But you mind that that was 50-50 private funds, right? And that's what I was just going to bring up. No, okay, so exactly. I no, no, I no, no. That's great. No, that was leading. There's the difference. Like Dan just said, it was fifty-fifty. The bills are asking all of this from taxpayer money, and that's the hard sell. I believe it'll end up happening. It's going to need some assistance. They might have to take on somebody. But they're going to stay in Buffalo and still own the four consecutive Super Bowl losses they have to the NFCs. <laughs> but there's no way you're moving that team out of Buffalo without a huge fight. I think when it comes to the end of it, they'll get what they want. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, for many years to come, I want to be that Jet fan to be like, so, so far, the Jets are the only team from New York State to actually win a Super Bowl. So... Ha! <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah, I read you can laugh at that. In all seriousness, Buffalo, keep your team, please. Yes, please do whatever you can. 
if you have to go to the Pagulas and be like, no, 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 we need partners, and then we'll pay for your damn stadium. Do what you can. Hmm. Yeah. And the Pagulas have been really good owners. Like I, I have to, I give them a lot of credit. They want this to make this a taxpayer funded thing. Do what the Packers did. I don't remember how many years ago. Sell shares in the company. You want taxpayers to pay for it? Let them own a piece of the team. Right. I think that'd be a fantastic idea. I mean, it's not the worst idea. No. <laughs> you kidding me? I missed out on the Packers. I would definitely buy shares in the Buffalo Bills. All right. Well, we are, we are announcing the Sports Insanity crew is officially buying shares in the Buffalo Bills. I didn't state I would buy shares, so you can't. I never said that either. <laughs> okay. I am. An, I will be buying shares into the Buffalo Bills. I would buy shares. Anybody want to join in? Maybe. I'm too much of a Jet fan to do it, so no. <laughs> but I will support them in spirit. As a business decision, yes. As a fan, no. I will root for the Bills no matter what. I will always root for the Bills because they are a small market team just like the Packers. So it's just like another team that's home for me. And also for Mama, for Mama Patch, go Bills. You know, in the AFC Championship game, I was rooting for the Chiefs because I do like Pat Mahomes. But I'm like, if the Bills get in, I'll be happy. Because I really like Josh Allen. I really like Stephon Diggs. Welcome to your new free agent big player of next year will be Josh Allen. He will be cutting off talks as of week one. All right. With the Bills' possible move to Texas, and then somehow Texas gets three football teams, and they already have a million between college, high school, the NFL. We have reached the end of the eighth inning here on Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Quick reminder, hey, go follow us on social media. We're on Facebook by searching SINs, the Sports Insanity Podcast, and also on Twitter by SIN, S-I-N, Sports Insane. And also, hey, go to our website. We have blogs and more content coming, but that website is www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. With that said, I am Lawrence Patchmanline. I'm Bill Murphy. I'm Mark Oldops, Guy Halpern. I'm Danny Boy Reginald, and uh, I, I think I ate too much food while <laughs> taping this podcast, so um, I'm going to rest up a little bit and go back to work. All right. With that said, also, if you're ever sharing our stuff on the social media, make sure you use the hashtag WeGoInsane, and that way you spread the word of the insanity movement. But for now, stay safe. And take care. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. 
Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.